Hello again and welcome to the Mammoth Training Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Willie, owner of Mammoth Training Solutions here in Boise, Idaho. And today's episode is brought to you by Office Evolution. Uh, Office Evolution has over 72 locations around the nation. Uh, we happen to be in the Eagle location. They have one in Boise as well here in Idaho. If you want to talk to Claudine about some office space, give her a call at 208-513-1300. And today, I'm joined by none other than David Paul, the voice of Boise, they call him. Um, From being a Boise State football player to now a highly successful media and entertainment entrepreneur, David has been featured on NBC, Good Morning America, and CBS, and is known as the voice of Boise. He has collaborated with Grammy-winning artists, NFL and NBA athletes, top CEOs, and more. He's interviewed individuals like Mark Cuban, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, Grammy-winning rock band Papa Roach, Charles Barkley, Paul Gasol, Dave Edgar, the music producer for the popular band Coldplay, Dallas Governors of States, Heather Cox of NBC, and more. David is also the founder and CEO of David McKenzie Enterprises, LLC, which is a PR and video production agency that enhances marketing for top businesses and brands, along with producing and directing network TV shows for the ABC and CW network. David believes success comes through through servant leadership and keeping God first. So with that, we want to welcome... David Paul. How you doing, David? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I see you got the 10X hat on. It's time oh, yeah. to roll, man. Yep, let's go. I got the 10X band on. Let's go, man. Let's roll. Yeah, absolutely. So I love your 10X band, by the way. Which one do you have on? Who's got my money? Who's got my money? That's right. <laughs> Who's got my money? Oh, yeah. So, uh, hey, man, you've been you've been a fixture in Boise now for seven, eight years, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say been here nine years, but in my entrepreneurial career, I would say about five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. And um, let's jump into that first. Um, they call you the voice of Boise. Right. So what what is it that got you that you know that name that nickname? Yeah. How did it come about? And uh, tell us a little, that's little bit a, about that's that. a great question. You know, uh, some people would say voice of Boise. You know, as people have been here in radio and TV for years, you come in here 28, 29 years old, senior, the voice of Boise had that happen. Um, it, well, a couple things. One, I uh, when I got done playing football, at Boise State, I got into hosting big events and I started being the on field host for Boise State football. When I used to do the sing-alongs on the field, some of those clips went viral. So then from there, my friend, as a, it got on Good Morning America, NBC. So my friend made a joke, and he said, uh, you know, if you're on the field speaking to 40,000 people every week, that means you're the voice of Boise. So I was like, oh, no. So he put it on my page as a joke. Instagram, David McKenzie, David Paul, the voice of Boise. So we made it as nice. a joke. And then... As brands started coming in, as TV shows, as partnerships and all that, I'd be in commercials, I'd be in shoots, I'd be on TV, and they kept introducing me as the voice of Boise. Then different entrepreneur articles would do articles on me, and they would say, David, the voice of Boise. And so after the eighth or ninth thing and feature and all that, you know, and they say the voice of Boise, it's like, it stuck. I didn't give it to myself, but hey, I'll take it. You'll take it, right? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's funny how our friends can make stuff up for us like that. Don't you love that? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. But, you know, it's not like a thing where it's like, you know, I'm just sitting on my couch eating Cheetos saying, hey, I'm the voice. It was like, it was some big things that happened and then they put it in publications and it kind of all worked out, worked, worked itself out. 
So did did that have anything to do with your um, your impersonations? Because I heard Obama showing up today too. <laughs> Maybe he will. Uh, he might, he might well, you know that that, that started when I uh, got out of uh, playing football at Boise State. I was still trying to find my way and finding out how I could make money. And so I was really just uh, I had skills on stage, and so I really was just uh, hosting a lot of local events, and I had some connections in D.C. And I was doing Miss Idaho and Miss USA and all these things, and. Um, my friend in D.C. was like, come out and, and help me host the National Prayer Breakfast, which is a big political event, political centers, mm-hmm. uh, politics centers. And um, we go on the stage, and I had never done an impersonation before. I had played around like in my mirror, and we get on the stage at 400 people and all these senators and stuff there. And and uh, I do like a Donald Trump impersonation. I mm-hmm. do a Barack. And I was just kind of joking around, but it actually was pretty good and so i was like maybe i can add this in the repertoire uh from here on out which i did so nice nice Mm -hmm. so you played for boise state for four years yes four years four years i uh came up from dallas had a scholarship to play football at texas tech uh that got pulled last week before signing day had nowhere to go um and uh, boise state came out of nowhere i was a preferred walk-on uh under coach pete then he left coach harson was here so i was there 2013 to about 2016 17 uh didn't play that much was on some good teams and um but you know we were on the fiesta bowl team 2014 i played with a lot of my, my former teammates playing the dallas cowboys a lot of nfl guys but mm-hmm. that's where it all started for me was oh. that motivation there of saying well all my friends are all americans and people but i think i'm somebody too Mm-hmm. Right. I think I can prove to somebody that I, I, you know, I know they're all Americans, but I can go first round in, in, in another life. So that's where that drive started of, you know, well, my talents in media, entertainment, entrepreneurship, gift of gab, relationship making. I feel like I can be a massive presence in that. Mm. And so that really was the the pushing out of football, because right when I came out of football, I was like. It was very quickly where I was doing stuff with ESPN boys. He got featured on Good Morning America, all these things very quickly. Mm-hmm. DC hosting big events right out of college. And people were like, how the hell is this happening? Yeah. But that, it was that drive behind like, no, I'm somebody. So, Would you say just showing up was part of that battle? Showing up is always a, the, 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 the full part of the battle because mm-hmm. especially in entrepreneurship, me being an entrepreneur now for the last, yeah, I would say five years now um, is, you know, a lot of people have ideas. A lot of people have cool things to do. A lot of people say, oh, I, I want to do this, I'm going to do that. But it's the people who just consistently continue to do it, continue mm. to do it. And those are the people that outlast. It, it's crazy how far you can go if you just get up and do it again. If yeah. you just get up and do it again. And if you keep doing that, it'll be a while where it'll just be you doing it. Because a lot of people fall off or something will come up or it doesn't really work out. They don't have the perseverance. And so I always tell my friend, like, you know, now I'm interviewing Mark Cuban and we're producing TV shows and all that. But I've really kind of been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but nobody the, knew it. Nobody knew. I've really yeah. been doing radio stuff and producing stuff behind the scenes for a long time. But I just continue to do it. And so consistency always pays off yeah so when you you said you actually got um hired on at texas a&m and then they they pulled the the signing yeah at the last minute so texas tech um oh texas texas tech so at the time uh um tommy tuberville big auburn sec coach at the time he was a head coach of texas tech mm-hmm uh, the receiver coach kind of gave me like a like a verbal, like, we're going to offer you, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, okay, perfect. Mm. 
like, let's do this. I was going to go to Texas Tech. The receiver I played with in high school, he was a year younger than me. He was going to go to Texas Tech as well. So we we're like, let's do it. And then about a week and a half or so before sign day, I wasn't really hearing anything back from him. I'm like, hey, where do I sign? I know you kind of gave And then he was like, at the time, Cliff Kingsbury, who was a coach of Arizona Cardinals, was mm-hmm. taking over Texas Tech. So they kind of cleaned the house. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, um, you know, we're changing staffs, not going to work out, but hey, let's stay in touch. So in I was the, in the business world. It's we're going a different direction. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was, uh, you know, I was crushed because all of my teammates were committed to Baylor and, mm. and, and tech and OU. And, and I was the one sitting there watching on signing day, another moment with, you know, asking God, Hey, you know, why, why am I being singled out or whatever? But, uh, God always has a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. God always knows what he's doing. And so, yeah, I prayed and said, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. And uh, literally five days later, um, or maybe it was like a couple days later, um, Boise State receiver coach showed up, who is now the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver coach. Nice. And he was like, we heard you slipped through the cracks. We can't give you a scholarship, but hey, we have a spot for you. Mm. And so for the viewer or the people listening, uh, a preferred walk-on is different than just a walk-on, right? If mm-hmm. some, some schools do walk-on, you have to try out for the team. Mm-hmm. Preferred walk-on is more of like, we have a spot for you. We can't give you a scholarship, but... But you can play. You're on the roster, yeah, right? Basically, awesome. so they had put in two receivers that year. I came in as a third one, not on scholarship, and uh, we were up and running. Yeah, that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. what was your favorite subject in school besides football? Oh man, I mean, I you know, I uh, I always make good grades, top ten percent in my class, and all that jazz. But for me, it's communications, media. Yeah. That's what I do. I love relationships. I love to speak. I love to talk. I love to be in front of people. I love to motivate. And so it was a no-brainer for me. A lot of the football players took communications because it's an easy major mm-hmm. i actually took it because i was like i i know i can do this shit i know i'm like I, this is what i want to do in my career yeah and so um yeah those were the subjects like communication media public speaking that was me from the from the gig i mean when i was a kid man i was in barney man as a kid were doing, you really i was only black kid in barney <laughs> yeah so yeah i've been doing this since i was five man i knew this was this was for me so this is what you wanted to do. You had the vision long, long ago. I always knew because even when football started not to work out, even though I worked my ass off when I was playing at Boise State, but it just didn't didn't happen. I played a, you know in a game or so, a couple of games, but it never really worked out. You know, it wasn't really a depressing thing for me. It got to mm-hmm. a point where I was like, man, like I've I've played a lot. You know, I've worked my butt off, not really playing that much. Um, I felt like I did well, but uh, it wasn't like an end of the world for me. It was like, hey. I know what I really want to do. And even my teammates at the time, they, they, they would, we would always do talent shows and they would see my talents and playing the piano and making people laugh. And they were mm. like, dude, this football stuff's just going to be a springboard for you. <laughs> and so, um, they're like, this is kind of getting in the way. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, it wasn't really an end of the world type thing. That's awesome. So you had some setbacks after Boise state, mm-hmm. uh, right. As, as far as your career goes, mm-hmm. or was that before? Well, uh, you know, I talked I, about that. I think I always tell people that, um, you know, uh, if you want to have success, especially in, in faith, like success, following God and, and praying and meditating is, you know, you have to be in divine alignment. I think mm-hmm. the first couple of years of my entrepreneurship, I was kind of trying to do things my way, which I was having some difficulties of finding success, even though I was still was having some success, great mm-hmm. success uh, from a generating revenue or making money standpoint. I was trying to find my, and so uh, I always say sometimes people 
will grind and grind and work it. But I'm like, dude, you're, you're, you're not called to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're called to be a business coach. Yeah. You're not called to be a teacher. Maybe you're called to be a real estate investor. And mm-hmm. once you get in that certain pocket or alignment correctly, that's when blessings and things start to flow. So for me, the first couple of years, I was doing like e-commerce businesses. I was creating products. I was at Boise State Venture College, which is like a little incubator for young college startup owners. And mm-hmm. so I was working there, you know, trying a bunch of things out. Um, and my emceeing and hosting career was going great, but uh, from the revenue generating business side, I didn't know what that was yet. Yeah. And so it took a couple of years of me saying like, why is this not really working and all that? And then a moment happened where I was like, oh, this is what I should be doing. And it all clicked. Mm, that's awesome. You know, and it's funny, Warren Buffett actually said, if you can learn to communicate, you mm-hmm. can double your business just by doing that. Yes. Yeah. And you're saying you're saying you were doing e-commerce. Mm-hmm. That's not talking to a whole lot of people. And you were meant to talk to people. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was. And, and, and that's where I always tell people when they say, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, you know, what do you see yourself doing in 10 years? You know, if everything worked out perfectly, if it worked out awesomely, where would you what would you, what do you see? Jessica or Jim or Sarah, what do you what do you see yourself doing? And whatever that answer is, if they say a fashion consultant, if they say a writer, if they say a speaker, if they say, you know, having a bunch of money through, you know, in, investing in the companies, it's like, okay, that's your future. Yeah. Like, like, like that's in you. You can't get it out of you. You just think about it all the time, all night, all day. That's yeah. pretty much going to be your destiny, right? And so when people start walking on that and networking in that, it's crazy how all of a sudden people might say, oh, dude, it's crazy. Like I call this dude and it just happened. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. because it's been divine. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you should have done that's in the first should, place. That's what you should have yeah. done. And for me, what it was is when uh, I was with my business, like my media production company now, you know, we do social media management, video production, TV production, all that stuff. And um, what it was for me was it was my mother-in-law, who's a very successful lender, um, and she's top in the Northwest. And mm. she saw all what I was doing, um, like from social media, hosting, all that stuff. And she was like, hey, could you help us with like some PR stuff? And I was like, this one I had never done it before. I was like, mm. that's not really me. I was like, but she was like, just try it out and just see whatever. She was like, I'm, I'm coming to, you know, Boise. I want to get more clients and people there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, just try it out. So I was like, okay, cool. So I tried out and within the first, first three or four months, I'm telling her, you know, put the camera here. Don't say that. Move this here. Let's put that out. You shouldn't do that. You should come. It was just like all these things coming quickly. And then I referred her like $10 million within business. Agents were coming to me asking for advice on these things. And then it clicked of like all the things I did for myself Mm. to build my social brand and my hosting and capabilities. Others don't know how to do so. Yeah. Boom. That's where I can have make money that can grow a business a profit etc and enjoy what you're doing and enjoy what you're doing because that's what you loved 100 percent, and it's in my talent you know and so sometimes you know a lot of people you have a lot of good recipes and both of us nick i mean come on Mm -hmm. even though we're in our calling we're there's still more things god is discovering that we are still walking and going how do i mix these things okay Mm -hmm. you know because you can have a, a, a kitchen full of recipes and you're trying to figure out how do I cook this? Shit? You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, how do I put this all together? What do I even do? But once you kind of figure it out, everything, things start to flow. Things mm-hmm. start to flow. Things start to flow. So why do you think more people don't take that action? Because, because one, faith is 
faith is not convenient, one. Mm. Yeah. And uh, two, this is not um, <laughs> this is not a walk for somebody who is, um, you know, soft. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a walk for somebody who, you know, wants to just try it and whatever. This is a walk where you have to be you have to be uh, assertive. You have to be adamant. You have to know. You have to be confident. In a way, you in a way have to be a little narcissistic about your approach of your product or your business because mm. you have to think what I'm doing is good. Yeah. What I'm doing, it's like a healthy narcissism of like what I'm yeah. doing is good. What I'm doing is right. Um, what what my product is good. And so um, that's why you have some of those top successful business owners, you know, they get to the top and they're like, man, why is this guy crazy? It's like, cause he spent 30 years convincing people that his stuff is good. You know right. what I'm it takes a crazy person to do that. It does. And so <laughs> I just think um, it, it's many people don't do it because they might try it for 90 days or they might try for 120 days. They might pray. They might read a couple of scriptures. They might say whatever. And then all of a sudden nothing works out. And then they say, well, this isn't for me. It's like, no, you gotta, you have to, I'm not saying you have to toil, but you have to have a focus of saying, I know I'm called to do this. I'm going to continue to fight through because I know what, you know, what's been put on my heart to be or become. And mm-hmm. I'm going to achieve that. Steve Jobs says, you know, it's the people who make it are the people who just don't quit. They don't give up. They just never yeah. give up. And I, now this is easier said than done. Right. You know, it's it, when you're out there and, and you know, you have to pay some some employees, but you don't have it, and you're with the clients and all that. You know that's when you're really gonna know. Um, but I guarantee you this, though, man. If if you're in God and God has your purpose and all that, he, things will come through. Mm-hmm. It will always come through. Well, that's when you call Mammoth Training Solutions. Yeah, and- <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So w- tell me about your rituals. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody has rituals, good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. We all either focus on things, you know. Boom, 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 one after another, or people don't. What do you do every single day that keeps you motivated, that keeps you in shape, and that keeps you driving towards your goals? Number one, I start in the Word, the Word of mm. God. You know, I read read my Word every single day. I just don't go to church on Easter and Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I'm, I'm in church every day, uh, personally. That's for me. Um, I like being divinely connected with the Creator of all. And mm-hmm. so when I tap into that energy, ideas start to flow, thoughts start to flow, uh, concepts, new things, new rules, new uh, new products. And so when I get to soak into the creator in the mornings, throughout the day, whatever, uh, things start to pop, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, for me, I don't have any, I don't do any uh, promotion to get new business for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't do any lead gen to get new business for myself. It's really just all of word of mouth and honestly miracles mm. and God just bringing it right now. That's awesome. Now that that you know, it, you have to get in the connection with that. But once you get in the flow like that, things will just start to they will just start to come. They will just start to come. And so, um, you know, you can get in a place where you say, "Hey, this is what I'm what I'm wanting. This is what I'm kind of feeling." And then those things can arrive if your connection is correct. Mm. And so um, that's, for me, is good, um, number one. Number two, um, I think, um, you know, I, I have to work out, I've been, you know, at least four times a week. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes if you're in a rut, uh, getting some type of movement in is key mm. to, to work yeah. off those things. If it's running, if it's jogging or any of that as well. And then um, number three, 
Um, I just uh, have to always make sure that my confessions and my words are right. You mm -hmm. know, your mm -hmm. words are powerful. I'm okay. not going to be talking myself into the grave. I just got, you know, no matter where you're at, what you're trying to overcome, just keep speaking life. Yeah. So those are my my three main things. Your go-tos. And divine health, man. Just making sure I'm eating right mm -hmm. and, 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 and putting the right things in my body. And, you know, I told someone the other day, you know, he was he's a very anointed man and very, he knows a lot you know he's in tuned he gets revelations he's smart um older guy but you know he was having some issues or whatever but i was like hey dude i was like you have a gift that's supposed to be here for a long time mm. and i said um you need to start eating right because yeah. we want you to i need you to be here you know what i'm saying to distribute your gift for a long time yeah and so i'm also serious about that yeah i mean i think people cut their gifts short they, they you know god has a bigger plan right and we cut it short due to our disobedience yes, or, or own, just our choices or unwise choices, if you will. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. So what's one piece of advice you'd give someone starting out in their career if you had it to do over? What like what would you give somebody? Uh, you know, I would say, like I said earlier, number one, find out what your magic wand moment is. Find mm -hmm. out what your magic wand ultimate freaking goal is and sometimes people don't know that but once you find that out that'll give you a lot of clarity of who you're going to be so i think that first thing would just be you know what do you see yourself at? do you see yourself hosting a cooking show with like over a hundred cooking books and like five cooking coaching services shows and tapes you know what do you see yourself doing i think that's the first advice i would give and then after that the next step would be to start networking and connecting with those people mm. um, of who are in that lane of your calling. And then number three, you know, whether you're a believer or not, but, you know, start to meditate or pray or something to get quiet before you just go in the day shooting birdshot. Um, <laughs> you know, get, a, get get your sniper revved up, shine, shine your gun, you know, get it all kind of tooled, ready to go before the, you know you start the day and you can kind of come with a precise shot of where you're going and so meditation and praying and really getting in tune of who you're supposed to be um i think is is key that's number three and then um you know number four taking gradual steps of faith uh mm -hmm. within your walk i mean i know you might hear a great message or read a great scripture motivational quote you might say i'm gonna quit my job and i'm going all in it's okay to do that. It really is okay to do that. But gradually, you know, don't yeah. you know? Both of us, we've been in our faith in our faith for a while, a long mm -hmm. time, and so we we will make moves of faith like that. People, if you're just starting, like completely green, I would just make it gradual. You know, one day start a business plan, next day call some clients, then maybe a couple months in, then you might if you if you really are clear that you want to make take the jump, then do it. Yeah, but gradual steps. Yeah, right on. Uh, if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would it be about? Great question. Great, 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 great question. Dude, So I have so many book ideas. I'm definitely going to write a lot of books. Um, but right now, I would just, uh, the first book I would write would be a book on, let's see, probably entitled, um, two two book titles. One would be Seeds of Greatness, which means there's a lot of seeds in you. Uh, how do you find those seeds? Like we're just talking about now. How do you find those seeds to put into your purpose 
so they can harvest for your life to mm -hmm. have a great successful life so seeds of greatness because some people right now listening might have seeds to be a great songwriter seeds to be a great real estate agent uh whatever whatever that may be but they don't mm -hmm. know how to water it correctly mm -hmm. in that book i would teach you how to do that one number two would be a book entitled what about me which means in this purpose well you kind of have to be a little selfish mm -hmm. about your pursuit and really selfish about your vision and focus of saying I know God's called me to do this, so I'm not going to let anybody, one, talk me out of this or any other news I see or any other excuse somebody's giving me in my ear mm. for me just to abort my whole purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Give up on your dream. Exactly. So what about me would just be on, yo, like, what about my vision? What about my purpose? What about what God's called me to do? And I'm not saying you're taking this into your relationship or marriage and all that, but I'm just saying when it comes to you, what about me? Is this the right friend group that I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. into where I'm supposed to go? If it's not, what about what about my new friend group? You know what I'm yeah. saying? What about my health? Mm. What about, you know what I'm saying? Like, what about my mindset? What about my mental health? What about all these things would be in that one as well? That's awesome. Well, it's all about focus. Yes. Right? You know, Grant Cardone said something in, in uh, his video training from a long time ago, but he said, you literally get whatever you focus on, whether you That's know right. it or not. That's right. You, I mean, you could be focusing and to go back to what you're saying, people from a, you know, a child, mm -hmm. they go, well, I want to be this. I want to be this. That doesn't necessarily leave them. Right. And they end up focusing on that forever. And most people end up getting whatever they focused on. They get whatever they eventually, eventually they do. And you know, Cardone, you know, incredible work ethic of what he's put in over years. And now he's seen a lot of those fruits of that. He's been very successful. Uh, but I think people don't understand that in anything, you know, some people might say, well, you know, I don't, I don't do that God stuff or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. But like, when's the last time you actually read or prayed about this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like me going to somebody and saying, well, you know, I don't do that YouTube stuff, but I'm talking to a YouTuber who's like has 10 million subscribers. He's like, well, I mean, it might be hard over here, but maybe you should try this. Or mm -hmm. it's like you going to Microsoft saying that Microsoft stuff is stupid. It's like, well, maybe to you, but to him, he's, you know, worth a hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I think in anything, this is not a, a walk. Uh, if like Grant saying, if you become fully immersed and fully focused on something, let me put it this way. You can hope to be a multimillionaire, mm. but you could die hoping. Yeah. But if you have faith to be a millionaire and, and, and make an impact on your world, uh, that cannot fail. Because right. faith is a different force. Faith is movement. You're taking action. You're yeah. not being stagnant. If and you're on a, you're in your alignment too. Mm. If somebody's in their alignment, God told them to do it. They're in their flow. They're in faith with it. I don't care how long it might take or whatever. Like setback, whatever. It, it will happen if they stay in it. Yeah. Why do you think people quit? Because it's tough. One, yeah. but two. Um, sometimes. I had to learn this too. Sometimes it's, it, there's a scripture that talks about some, uh, uh, about certain seed that can sprout up mm -hmm. and other seed that can be choked. Mm -hmm. And it says some seed was sowed on rock, rocky ground. It made a, it, it made a harvest for a second, but the past and the weather choked the plant. So it didn't make a crop. What that yeah. really means is that there's some people that got the vision they got a revelation, they knew what they were going to do, and they took off on the path. But on the path, pleasures of this world, which means 
Maybe somebody got ahead of you and you think you should be more ahead at the time. Mm. Maybe you look at over here and, you know, well, that person got that. I didn't, whatever. Then maybe you, you know, how come we can't really go on vacations? Mm-hmm. Or how about these dates? And, and you start to look and then you hang around other people who are not on your calling. But oh, yeah. you're in the room with them and they're saying things like worldly stuff like, well, you know, you got to get that. By this age, you got to get that life insurance. And by that other age, you got to get this <laughs> time. And I mean, if you don't have that much saved by this time, and these are all people who have taken no steps of purpose and faith, right? Yeah, yeah. Have taken no chances. And so what happens is you get on that path. And when you start to hear that, if you're not really rooted in who you are, you can be like, dude, like, mm. I'm, like I'm out. Like, like this is tough. This is like whatever, like, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, maybe, maybe it's just not the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so that's why a lot of people quit because it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you have to really be in a way like not secluded. You can still have fun, but you just have to have your eyes on the prize and you just got to just keep, keep going, keep going. That's what Tom Brady said. Tom Brady was like, dude. I'm going to be the most talented, but he's like, I can out-discipline anyone. Yeah, he even said that about growing up as a football player in high right. school and stuff. Yeah. Said he was not the most talented player. Right. But see, I mean, so you see what I'm kind of saying? It's like, yep. that. That I think that's the most serious thing. And, and I'm not saying that's easy to do, mm. but that's that's I think that's the hardest thing to where you're on that path, but it's like you start to put your eyes on what the world's doing, what other people are doing, your friends, people are saying, and you're the guy taking the chance. And maybe yeah. at the time, it looks like, what the heck is this guy even doing? Yeah, and well, look at Noah building the ark. Exactly, dude. I mean, dude, took him 100 years. Took a, Yeah, exactly. And so how many people over that 100 years were probably saying, you know, what's this guy doing? Oh, they were they were mocking him. Yeah, after yeah. year ten, after year twenty, after year thirty. Yeah. Um, but it's the ones who just continue to hold, man. They just continue to hold, and if you hold like that, that's that's why it's so key to have friends and stuff around you who support. Mm. You know what I'm saying, dude? When you have those yep. friends who are like, no matter what's going on, they're like, hey, man, you got it. Let's we go. got you, man. You got this. Let's pray yeah. about it. We'll touch and agree, and we're, we're expecting a breakthrough tonight. Yeah. That's what you need. You don't need to hear like. Well, I mean, you know, this market, you know, <laughs> right, right. Or uh, typically people your age are at. Yeah, we're going through, we're going to hit a recession. Yes. You know, you don't want to start a business now. All that, that is stuff. the enemy's whole job mm-hmm. is to make people who are on a purpose or thing for God uh, abort their baby. Yeah. Abort it. Abort that yeah. seed God planted. And his job is to put thoughts in there to make you say, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, give up. Just give up. It's not worth it. Yeah. 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 No, I totally get it. You know, uncertainty, I think uncertainty is the killer mm-hmm. of dreams. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. But it's, uh, you know, I think, I, I, I think, I think to be a really to a successful entrepreneur or in anything, you have to be comfortable in the unknown. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's very, that's why how they say it's always a lot of room at the top. It's true. Yeah. It's not many people up there, dude, because uh, it, it, not many people when they go on that path, it's like, it's, it's a path 
when you're building, that's kind of like, hmm, like I'm kind of out here and nobody, yeah, because there's nobody out there. Right. You might have three <laughs> other people, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, the uncertainty thing, you have to be, that's what faith is. Faith is mm -hmm. the substance of things not seen, yep. the evidence of things hoped for. So God created the world and all that stuff off of something that wasn't seen. Yeah. So, so, so if we are always in our feelings of, I don't feel mm. like I'm supposed to do this, or I don't feel like everything's going right. And it, it, it means nothing about your feelings. It right. means what was told to you and, and what's your purpose. Right. And so if the, the quicker you can get comfortable of like, all right, here we go. Like, you know, he's delivered me before he'll deliver me again. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, a quick illustration of this is, is that some people might ask feelings. What does that mean? Well, it means like, when you're a pilot, you can get to certain altitudes where you can maybe get vertigo mm -hmm. and your feelings could be telling you that the plane's going left. Mm. But all in all, your, 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 your meter is saying you're going north, yeah. but your feelings feel like it's going south. And so your job is to focus on that monitor even though you're kind of getting dizzy, it's like, oh, man, we're going in a turn spin. No, we're not. We're going straight. We're going straight. And it can, as you focus on that, you will continue to go straight. Yeah, that's awesome. And, I mean, use your compass. Yes. Why you have a compass. Trust your compass. And our compass is, you know, it's, fo it's focus, it's purpose, it's the word of God. It's, it, it's faith. All the, faith. Yeah. It's all of that. Um, and to feed your faith so it doesn't continue to get weak. Yeah, I think, you know, in the in the uh, parable of the sower and the reaper, I think the, the rocks are naysayers. Yeah. I think the rocks are the people around you that say, oh, you can't do it, like just like you said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, dude, that's, that's where people lose it right there, man. Yeah. That's the toughest one. So would you say surrounding yourself with the right people is super key? I think so. Into a, a, achieving your dreams. I think it's so key. I think it's, um, I think if somebody knows they're supposed they're going to do something big for the for the kingdom or they or, or they have a big purpose uh i think it's key for you know in the bible you see a lot of the characters that did big things god kind of removed them from their environment into mm -hmm. something new you know moses or if it's abraham you know leave this country i'm going to show you another one right mm -hmm. and so you you really have to have some space um to and people around you who say, you know, I see what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm praying for you. You know, you, you got, the, I know, I mean, it's already happening, dude. Like, just yeah, keep you can going. Do it. Yeah. Just keep going. Um, and so it's just, you, you have to do that. And it's not judging people. It's not like, oh, I'm better than you. And you're not better. That's, it's not that at all. It's, I mean, even from a sports perspective, it's like, hey, dude, if, if I'm a third stream quarterback for three years, and then all of a sudden, I get named the starting job. Then I start having success and I start leading a franchise. I got to start seeking counsel at a level that's different than what I did when I was a third stringer. Right. Yeah. I got to start calling who was Tom's coach, who was Montana's coach, or or who was the – I'm talking to GMs now. And it's not saying, oh, I'm better than you. It's just like, hey, bro, I'm in a different world now. Yeah. I need to know what the heck is going on. You know, <coughs> that's key. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's great advice. And what you're saying basically is whatever got you to where you're at will not get you to the next level. 100%. You have to go 
and, and seek further information uh-huh. to get to the next level, right? Exactly. And it's like you, you still continue to stay consistent in what you're doing. But, uh, yeah, when you start, people know. You know when something you're on to something bigger mm-hmm. than yourself. You know. Excuse me. And when you do, that's when you kind of have to change some, some, uh, some approaches. I mean, like uh, the example I told you over our coffee, you know, like I've had, there's been multiple miracles in my life to where I was, I had to change the level of faith. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, like, like I said, years back where I was at that tire and wheel company and I was trying to get money. I didn't know what my purpose was, but I know I was doing good, you know, with mm-hmm. hosting things, but I was trying to still find a way to make money. And, um, but God kept telling me to stay at this tire place, which didn't make sense, but he was teaching me how to submit to his will, mm. you know? And so once I just said, if you want me here, screw what my gifts are, you know, I'm just going to just go where you want me to go. Yeah. Then I did that. And then a month and a half later, I get a, you know, $30,000 severance, $10,000, but you know, I'm only working, I only worked there for a month and a half and they gave me a six month severance. And then I use that <laughs> to invest into my entrepreneurship career. And here I am now. So that's amazing. It's those moments where it was like something had to change. It's a changing of the garb, changing of faith, changing of movement, changing of submission. Or just being still. You were just still. Being still. So w- Oh, yeah, that's good. At what point, at what point should people grow where they're planted like versus knowing, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to venture off. I'm going to get out of this situation because it's not good for me or whatever." Great question. Uh, the, the the easy answer to that is once you get correctly in your purpose, that ship already is, has has is rolling on its own because it's divine and so you'll know when it's time to make the move or god will tell you or you'll be getting you'll you'll start to pick up some things Mm. like you'll things will start to flow because because see all the miracles jesus did they were all within his consistency Mm-hmm. They were all with him. He's teaching, he's teaching, he's teaching, he's teaching, he's going to town, he's teaching. All of a sudden, miracles start displaying. It's not like he like did something extraordinary. It's just he's yielded, he's in his purpose, he's in his flow. And then as he's in his flow, in that consistency, all of a sudden, it's, like it's, it's the same thing that happens when you go to the gym. Yeah. You know, you're going and working out every day, every day, every day. And then all of a sudden, two months in, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Right. And then, something's happened. Exactly. So it's the same thing in your entrepreneur or your purpose. It's like you'll start doing things and all of a sudden you start saying, you know, I know I thought this thought then, but now I feel like I could, I think it might be. And then that's when you start asking, you pray about it. Hey, should I make a move? Or, you know, mm. something's kind of coming through. It's right. because something broke through, you're learning. So that divine path will take you on its own, on its own journey, you know. Yeah, that's a good point too. You know, when Christ was was uh, in his ministry, mm-hmm. you notice he never went he, he never went to the disciples and said, "Hey, let's go find somebody to heal today." Thank you. He yeah. never did that. He never he just did that. said, "Let's go talk to people about you know God in heaven and all of that." Exactly. And people along his path were basically introduced to him in one way or the other. Exactly. And he used his gifts to help them. Well, you have in, uh, I'm trying to think of the scripture, but you know, the, the, the woman with the issue of blood, you know, she mm-hmm. touches his yeah. garment, he gets healed. Yep. That's, you know, that's an example where, you know, Jairus, the guy who's pulling Jesus to go heal his daughter. Yeah. Hey, come over here. So Jesus is just flowing with faith. Faith is pulling him one way. Faith is pulling him another. So he's not really knowing I'm going to go here and heal eight people. It's more like he's yielded in the spirit 
the New Testament is great because we get to see what we can do when yielded to the Father. Yeah. Basically, like when we just Absolutely. get close, he tells us what to do. And what does Jesus always say? It's not me doing the works. It's who? Yep. It's the Father doing it. He says that all throughout the Bible. So in that example, he's coming here. He's doing his thing. All of a sudden, hey, who touched me? Something was pulled from me. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. That's just an example of I'm just flowing. Yeah. I'm just flowing of where I'm supposed to be, where I'm supposed to go at this time. And that's it. Yeah. Now, see, that sounds easy. But opposing spiritual forces will try to admit, not make it easy by saying, well, you know, you never did that. You know, you never did this. Yep. And on your way to do something so simplistic, you're thinking, doubting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why are uh, you the one? Right. Why it, are you the one? Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it's precise focus within the simplicity. It's like, geez, it's like, um, it's just, okay, he told me to go here. I'm flowing. And when you do that, I mean, I've had some of the most out of the ordinary miracles happen just in the most mundane ways. I'm just doing <laughs> something over here. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, whoa, where did that come from? It's because I'm, you're in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I totally agree. So, uh, tell me, tell me about the shows that you've produced. I know you're an executive producer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me about the shows you've produced recently. Um, yes. Yeah, so we've done, uh, so one show I help executive produce is uh, called ABC Preview of Homes. We reach around 500,000 viewers each Sunday. That's just highlighting different uh, top homes here in the state mm -hmm. and the real estate and all that jazz. But now with me coming on, we're bringing more lifestyle, more production, more highlighting smaller businesses, all that jazz. Agents walkthroughs, taking it more from an HGTV style. Then another show I, I host and then I also um, help produce the show out here for us is uh, it's American Dream TV show. And so that's just more of lifestyle community, uh, highlighting um, different businesses within the community. Same type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, for example of how I got into that, you know, last year, you know, I've interviewed some of the, the top athletes and celebrities that a lot of people might know. Uh, yeah. But I last year I was kind of in the flow of like, you know, I kind of want to get into TV. I'm not saying mm -hmm. I want it for me, but I was like, it was just kind of like in that ship, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I started, I had an idea. I was like, you know, I produce a lot of videos for these Keller Williams agents. Maybe I'll just create like a luxury listing series. And, and I know I have connections there. Maybe I just pitch it to the higher ups there and see if we can turn that into a show and pitch it. Right. So I'm kind of on that, you know, I'm just flowing in that and praying to God about it. And then, I have a client shoot for a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. I'm shooting them and the guy that they're saying, we want you to film a testimonial. He's a person who gives to our nonprofit. I go, okay, cool. So I'm filming him. He's the CEO of this brokerage. And um, we start talking on the shoot while I'm directing. Just mm -hmm. on my client, hey, okay, make sure you say this. And he's just like, hey, yeah, by the way, I've seen your stuff. I'm like, yeah, I see you too. And, and he was like, um, I was like, he was like, what you been up to? I was like, man, I'm actually trying to like, do some TV stuff and whatever. And he was like, he was like, well, you know, um, we have a TV show. Like, it's on the CW and Prime Video Network. I was like, oh, well, he was like, yeah, we should maybe connect just on how we can collab on that. We met a week later. He was like, you know, he wants me to host it. Wow. I started hosting it. Uh, two months later, he wanted my team to end up filming it. And now, rest is history. But you Dang. see how that came? That yeah. came just off of, like, I'm just in the flow. Yeah. I'm not even really, like, I was, I was praying about it, but I was just kind of like, all right, I'm just kind of moving. And then, boom. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Tell us about the uh, the real estate show. 
Uh, that what sounds funny. Yes. Yeah, oh, no, you're talking about the realtor games, huh? The realtor games yeah, show, yeah. yeah. We had the thing. A lot of my clients are, are, real, are realtors, so we just I uh, had the idea in my head for a long time because realtors are very, very competitive, always competitive, and, mm-hmm. and very uh, prima donna-ish. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, so you know, sell one home, try to get a G-Wagon. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, <laughs> But um, anyway, uh, so I always had this idea. I thought it would be funny. I was like, if we can just do a show surrounding, you know, the realtor games where people compete. And, you know, if it's dodgeball, if it's tug of war, if it's egg toss and all that. What was the funniest thing that they competed in? Oh, it was tug of war because, you know, you saw people who thought they were in shape. And when they when they got done, they were all almost passed out. I thought we were going to have to call the ambulance. But oh, that's funny. We were good. Thank God I didn't sign an insurance for that. So next time I need to do that. But yeah. everything was good. Um, but uh, I got a guy for you. Okay, good. good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just we did that. It was like a kind of a pilot to trial run for it. It got tremendous reviews. It was uh, excellent feedback. It was got featured on TV. So now the next steps, I think I can take that possibly to make it a worldwide type thing. Oh, nice! Like that's the I, th- I just had that thought two days ago. I was like, now I'm kind of in this flow, right? I'm yeah, kinda, yeah. I'm like, I could take this. You know, this could be pitchy. You know, what if we did like a California Realtor Games or a Texas Realtor Games? We had like a whole show around it. I think that How about would, you have states compete? That's what I was thinking. Against states, yeah. Yeah, that, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. And so it's like California and you take 10 Realtors to compete. So I'm kind of flowing that. But anyway, right. uh, and we're talking to a couple of networks with, with that currently. So that'll probably be happening soon. But yeah, that that's how that happened. Because I, I just thought it was a fun idea. And so. That's awesome. So you said there was a, a game where they had eggs involved? Egg toss, egg toss, tug of war. We had relay races. We had, to get an egg broken on their face. Oh yeah, but people had egg <laughs> yolks coming down their eyebrows and That's all awesome. that stuff. Oh yeah, dude, it was, it was sack races. I made the sack race too long, so there were some people who were hopping in one place for twenty minutes. They couldn't get down. They were just hopping up and down in one place. <laughs> but it was funny, man. It reminds me of GC's uh, <clears throat> show back in the day. He did whatever it takes. Did you see Grant Cardone's show? probably in like 2014 2015 wait i think i know you're talking about when yeah. he he wanted yeah. to like do a different hiring you know process oh yeah so mm-hmm. he started that sh- game show didn't he do undercover billionaire too he did yeah that's what i thought yeah it was good too it was really good oh that's funny dude <laughs> so what else do you have coming up besides uh some new shows tell me tell us about your media business or yeah, your so uh, promotional we, uh, business exactly so we you know I specialize basically in just telling businesses a brand story, right? Just through mm. storytelling. So that's how the business started of just through video production, telling their story. If it's like, you know, hey, we, we've had some success, but people don't know about us. Mm-hmm. That's where we come in. So, hey, you know, we've, we, we've had success here. We had this, whatever. But how can people know our services? How can people know what we're doing? How can people know why we like impacting the community? How can people know all those things? We'll come create content and production stuff around that. Um, so we've produced documentaries for different building companies. We've done mm. individual minor micro content for different CEOs, etc. Um, and in this day and age, if you're showing up on social media, you but you make yourself relevant. You could be the eighth mm. doctor in the city, but if you're always on social media, you can become the expert because people always see you. Yeah. And so we make you be seen. And so it started by storytelling. Uh, media production, then expand into us offering an SEO service. Also expand to us offering a, um, um, you know, getting featured service, you know, different TV ads. Then I expand into um, us doing event live production events as well, too. Like if somebody's having a bigger conference, we can come film and produce that. Um, and then social media management. And then lastly, of course, back end um, uh, running ads type of thing um, as well, too. 
So nice. when a company comes, it's, it's, you know, they have their pick. It's like, hey, do you just want, some people just want content. We need content. Some people need some SEO. Some people need social media management. Some people need all the above. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might say, David, I just want to work with you. I just want to work with the voice of boys. Direct me, make me, make me a superstar, make me whatever. Yeah. Um, so it, my whole model is servant leadership. It's really, I really genuinely, if I'm around you for more than five minutes, I like seeing the best version of you. And so it's cool that I've got, you know, God's allowed me to have a business on that of just saying, Hey, you can be this. Let me help you be it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you mm-hmm. might not know what to do, but invest in me and let's, let's level up together. Yeah. You know, I love it. I love it. So do you, um, have you gone through any of Grant Cardone's training? You know, I haven't, but I have a, um, a friend of mine who, um, I did his God money conference and he is a, um, huge Grant Cardone guy. Oh, nice. His name's Goose and he's going to a couple of the conferences, but yeah, I've, uh, I've read the, uh, I also read, what's a little booklet? It's like the, the millionaire book, millionaire booklet? booklet. Yeah. yeah. I, I read that. Um, what about the 10x rule? Did you read that yet? Haven't read that yet. I got to get you a copy of that. Give me a copy. I got I, a copy. See, I got the ban on. Who's got my money? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. Well, you know, what What he's done going from car salesperson, right, mm-hmm. to he's worth, I think, over $4 billion now. Is he really? Yeah. Like, that's not a small deal. No right? way. And he did it all in sales and marketing training. Yeah, wow. As you've seen. So what, does, does he get most of his rev- revenue? Is it just massive real estate assets or is it like? So he has a lot of real estate assets as well. Um, I think he does about $150 million in just his sales company per year. Okay. Just, I mean, it's crazy. Gotcha. Right, so. But you know, Cardone though, you know, he he's he's another guy that, that, that gets it from not an aspect. Let's just break him down. So he was a, he's a very successful real estate investor, et cetera. Now he does sales things, but what really skyrocketed him is that he made a choice at a time to say, I want to be the leading go-to person in this industry. Okay. How do you do that? Yep. You, 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 you go to people like myself or whatever to say, make me a podcast, yep. make me content. Let's, let's create these services. Let's do these YouTube channels. Right. And right. let's just over. And I think he invested a quite a bit of money into that. Now, some people in this general landscape might say some mm-hmm. might say well i don't see the roi and it's like dude this is an roi that's bigger than what you can track it's like once right. you continue to be putting content over months and months and years all of a sudden you make yourself above everybody else everybody in the community wants to come to you because you're the guy who's doing that and all of a sudden you create a niche of mm-hmm. like oh he's the guy and then once you create that brand what can you do next courses funnels right people events now you become a celebrity and now business is good i always say when you when if you can become a celebrity in your own right everything mm-hmm. else will take care of itself you yeah. know what i'm saying like and people are like lebron james i can't believe like he got equity in the boston red sox i'm like what do you mean he's lebron james if he has any type of business sense he can just ask right like who can I get a piece? You know, how do I? They want him involved, exactly. Right? And so he's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. Yeah. And so once you grow, Gary V's done it. Brad Lee has done it. Ed Milet has done it. Tony all, Robbins has Tony done it. Tony Robbins. Yeah. All these guys. This this is the day and age of you know the rock star entrepreneur, you mm-hmm. know. And this this is the age of that. And, you know, I work out. I'm on social media. I'm giving motivation, and I'm cashing checks. And so 
if you can create your own thing, there's a guy I interviewed on my show. He's a skin doctor mm-hmm. and a good skin doctor. Is he the top in the world? Probably not, but he is all over TikTok, millions of followers. He's all over Instagram and he's become the go-to skin doctor for, he gets flown out to red carpet events. He's on board certified lists because when people think skin, they think him. That's the, that's the only person they see. Branding. Yeah. It's branding. They don't go to the, the guy itself. the guy who's 70 who they, they see the person on that. Okay, right. I got to go. And so, obviously, the, that, that's that's the um, ROI. I mean, I know I'm rambling, but there's another company out here that we run, do the media and stuff for. But um, D1, training mm-hmm. Boise, right? Um, that was another example where we came in, sales were low. You yeah. know, uh, trying to get people in the door. So we came in, we started doing, you know, content. We started doing testimonials. I got on camera. I'm interviewing the owner. We're doing football competitions. We're doing other things. People are laughing. Within the first month, they had the biggest month of the year. Yeah. Why? Activity. Activity, yeah. activity, activity. People are seeing. They're moving. Oh, shit. You know, now people who aren't even thinking about going to the gym, maybe we should go to that gym. Right, right. <laughs> and they never thought about it before. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Activity breeds success. And yeah. So Grant Cardone always says, and, and I think he's dead on, best known always beats best. Best known Bingo. always beats best. And see, that's, that's, that's why that guy's winning. Yeah. Like, because he's, he, he, he just, he gets it. And I don't get why, you know, if I, right now, like I've always said, like if I was a CEO of a, of a, of a Fortune 500 company and, you know, they might, some, some might say, I don't want to do that, but I don't care what you say, man. Everybody likes talking about themselves yeah. to some extent. And if I was a top CEO of one of these companies like that or a top in the state or whatever, dude, I would, I would hire somebody and say, yo, here's a hundred grand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's amp everything up. Yeah. Let's roll. Let's get the podcast cooking. Let's do some clips. Film me pulling up to the football game. Me talking about that. Let's do a clip <laughs> on how I made my first 100 grand. You know, yeah. I, and, and just, he, oh, 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 by the way, there's a, that's the quarterback from Detroit Lions. Let's go interview him. Yeah. Anything. anything. I mean, honestly, anything. Any, and, right? and, and when you do that consistently, you know, you become the guy. You become known. You become known. Because yeah. people, that's how that's that, that's how I did it with me. You know, my brain exploded from a point where, you know, I started when I started my own talk show out here. I started just getting the top people, mm-hmm. not low tier. I started getting the top, like CEOs. It was Tommy Alquist, all these guys, BVA. I was like, come on, let's just talk. I started doing that, and then all of a sudden, people start saying, when they see all these eagles come on here, like, hey, can I come on? Yeah. Hey, can I? Because people like talking about themselves. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Especially if they're business owners. Like, it promotes your business. It promotes, you know, what you believe in, all that stuff. That's right. good for your business. Exactly, right? dude. Exactly. So, and that's why I love Cardone. You know, he's just, he's, uh, I respect him. He just, he's he's up there. He's eating his donut. You know, he's walking around the office. You know, what's your content? You know, what's your, what's your ideal life? You know, what do you want to achieve? You know, and then he's doing stuff on the whiteboard. I'm like, this is good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah it is. No, there's nobody. I don't think there's any sales trainer better. No. Qu- quite honestly. Um, <clears throat> so who's the hardest guy or, or girl you've ever interviewed? Hardest, like the... Like, like the most difficult person to get to really open up 
That's a great because I've great seen question. you interview Mark Cuban and stuff, and you're you're just out there showing up. Yeah, certainly someone has been like, "Yo, oh, who difficult. is this guy?" Yeah, yeah, difficult. Very, very difficult. That's actually a great question. Uh, I tried to get to Greg Popovich, but he wasn't having that, so that didn't happen. Um, that's actually a really, really good question. Um, I would have to probably say they've all been pretty nice. But, um, you know, Bill Walton, he's a legendary UCLA basketball player, you know, likes the Grateful Dead, played in the league with Larry Bird, mm -hmm. legend. We all love Bill Walton. But he was a guy where it was like, uh, uh, before we started, he was kind of like, I'm not, he wasn't really feeling it. But as soon as that camera came on, you know, he was like... <laughs> Hey, what's going on? You know, I was like, whoa, what is Thought that? he was on a Wheaties commercial so, all of a sudden. Totally, yeah, exactly. So most of the guys have all been really nice. I think the nicest guy was either Charles Barkley or Mark Cuban, um, you know, super humble guy. I mean, you you talk to some people who maybe make a couple hundred thousand a year, and they, you can't get to them. Mm -hmm. You got Mark Cuban, he's worth $6 billion, and he's awesome. Nice guy. Oh, that's cool. And so, um, but yeah, most of them nice people, nice people. That's really cool, man. What um what surprises you the most about these people you've been interviewing? Is there uh, anything that sticks out? That's a good question. I would just say two things, man. One, it's um it's their mindset, it's their uh their realm of their realm of thought is very big. They think not only are they you know, the shit or whatever, but they think they are. They, yeah. They think they are. And so when you're around that energy, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. you, you, you legit can feel when people, when you say somebody has a presence, it's, it's not, it's just the presence of how big they think and that now they're walking in it. And so I've just mm -hmm. learned from just being around like guys at that level. It's just like, they know they're that person. They know they're the guy. They know that they're legit. And so you're just around a bunch of eagles. One. And then number two, um, how collaborative that level is you know it's not really it's competition but it's not really like everybody's out to help each other it's not everybody's out to get it. it's like hey we've all made it we all have this whatever how can we assist how can mm -hmm. we help others and i so i think those are two things of very um those two things yeah mindset and collaborativeness with others so willing, willing to help willing to help mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a huge mistake that people in all walks make mm -hmm. is they they want to go out and get something for themselves mm -hmm. instead of i want to go out and serve someone else yeah every day i, I always say if, if if you're uh having a lack of uh rhythm or don't know what's going on you you might want to just find a way to go serve maybe you're, yeah. you're having a lack of servant leadership mm. uh, because there's always space for somebody who wants to serve you know, hey man, I just wanted to help you with this because um, I had a I had a videographer who works for me. He was working with me a little bit in the spring, and we kind of had some arguments because he was talking about his prices, and I was like, hey man, this is my budget. Like I can't go over these prices, mm -hmm. and so we kind of didn't have a falling out, but we just kind of stopped. And then he came to me about three months later, and he was like, he apologized. He said, you know, let me tell you this man, like I I work with your budget. He goes because he goes I learned. He said. When I did that to you, he said, I didn't really have much work coming in. But he said, every time I was working with your budget, 
there was action. He's like, things just kept coming for me, mm. and I keep coming to shoots. I keep getting booked. He was like, I'll take that over just trying to get my... And so he got the servant leadership aspect. Hey, maybe I might have to take a little bit off, but guess what? Shit, I'm working, man. Yeah, you know, it's better than not working. You're calling me three or four times a week. We're out doing shoots. I'm networking with more people within these shoots. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things as a business coach that I really, really try to instill in my business uh, owners, my clients, is like there's a lot more people that need help than you think. Mm. Just go out and try to help somebody every day, mm. every day. Mm. Because you will find someone who needs you, and that will end up turning into you be, being compensated for if, it eventually. If somebody wants you know? to try to skyrocket their revenue, if they or if they if they're saying, "Hey, like I want to," you know, they say I'm a business owner, or whatever, but I want to, like, you know, um, what what do you tell those company owners or business owners like that? Like, you know, serve somebody every day. Mm. Find, literally, look around. And figure out who can I help with this product today? You know, since you asked, I'll just go into it a little bit. But <clears throat> one of the, my biggest philosophies is, you know, every single morning we should start with a target, right? But mm -hmm. the target, the problem is most folks think a target should be how much money do I want to sell today? How much of this product do I want to sell? And that is the wrong target. That mm -hmm. is why so many businesses, you know, don't do what they could do is because they have the target wrong. The target should be who can I go help today mm. with this product? Mm. And if they, if they can identify the who and then what that person needs, and then they can figure out that their product or service will serve those people, mm -hmm. they can go serve those people, right? But it starts with who. Starts with the who. I like that. That's a book by Nick Willie. Right, well, it's a booklet <laughs> for sure. I don't have the book out, but I have a booklet that I'm writing. No, I'm saying like that's a book for you. Yeah. That you should write. Yeah. Yeah, I'm writing a booklet. I've got a booklet that I've written. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's it's based on that and then my kind of sales, proprietary sales platform. But but that's where it starts. Yeah, as a target. Start with the who. Start with the who. Yeah. Glory to God. So, hey, man, I've really enjoyed our time together today. I hope you have, too. We went to church today. Yeah, we did. We did. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So where can people find you online? If you Google... The Voice of Boise, that's me. The Voice of Boise, Google that. And then my our business uh, services are, if you go to the website and you do david at dmacenterprises.com, D-M-A-C enterprises.com, you will find all what we're doing, what we're up to, services, and all that jazz. Or if you want to look up the Black Ryan Seacrest. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, those two things and there I am. The next time I come on this podcast, I guarantee you this, you better mark my words, I'm going to be the biggest star on the planet. There you go. There, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Absolutely. And this going to be on a roll with me, uh, coaching me too. Yeah, there you go. Come on. There you go. So, um, you know, right before we, we send it out, um, I want to ask you this last question. What do you want to leave as your legacy? I, my, I want my legacy to be... Um, Somebody who, oh, I would say a couple of things. Number one, somebody who completely revolutionized and, and was a leader in his industry that mm. people revered and looked up to. And number two, a man that showed the true power of God through his life. Amen. Um, through his manifestations and through what he did. Um, 
I just think a lot of people love God and know God, but I just, um, I truly have a deep down obsessive passion of, of being a, a symbol of, look what God did for me. Yeah. Like, like type of things where I, people say, how in the world did you even get that? It's like, God, yeah. you know? And so Love that. a man who can resemble the ultimate opulence of what the father could do, that's what I want to be remembered by more than number one. Love that, dude. That's a great, great thing to be remembered by. Well, folks, uh, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. You guys know where to find me, Nick Willie, mammothtrainingsolutions.com or mammothtrainingsolutions at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, everybody, and we will see you next time.